That summoned the Dark Prince himself, Diabolus. He quickly teleported out, and in his stead, a number of disfigured creatures, some dog-like in shape, and a humanoid creature uh, began appearing around the, the parties. You see, standing outside the meat market, Hengant wielding a giant club and slamming these smaller, wretched creatures into the ground. And he looks over. Thank you, friend. I, I didn't think I would make it. Uh, with all the anger of something being pierced inside of me, uh, I am going to make each head explode, uh, you know, one after the other, uh, until they're down to one, and that last one looks with, like, fear in its eyes as it explodes. Uh, and then he's going to, uh, basically harpoon arm the two people closest to him, because it's the... You come across a, a humanoid creature again. This one looks a bit different. This one seems to have kind of backwards hooks that jut outwards, like large talons. He's going to uh, basically harpoon arm the two people closest to him because it's the, it's the easiest to do. Um, that's an 18 to hit load. Uh, it's going to harpoon arm right here. And both of you are grappled. And it's going to use its movement to head this way. Off the alleyway into the darkness. Let's uh, let's do a quick recap and and get into it. Um, so where we we left off, the Chainbreakers had uh, encountered Diabolus himself uh, in Dry Gulch. Um, after journeying their way to Dry Gulch and finding their long rivals, the Mistcallers, um, Jean invoked uh, and provoked a uh, a bit of combat. Uh, and just as things were starting to to kind of heat up. The five mages uh, that protected Diabolus, the Dark Prince, uh, arrived in Dry Gulch, bringing with them a um, form of apocalypse. Um, Diabolus himself made an appearance and spoke directly to the uh, the chainbreaker, chainbreakers, um, and subsequently unleashed a wide number of monsters across all of Dry Gulch. Um, the chainbreakers. Um, quickly dispatched the monsters in their immediate area and uh, split up from the Mistcallers, uh, having Zorander, Rex, and the rest of the Mistcallers head north towards the, the tavern where they had, uh, had started to spend the evening, and the rest of you went south to the Farrier Way meat market uh, to protect and check in on a good friend, Hemgant, a giant. Uh, Hemgant, proving his own in combat, um, took on a number of these, these monsters by himself, uh, but was quickly quickly starting to be overwhelmed uh, before the rest of you stepped in and protected him, saving both him, the meat market, and the southern district. Uh, you made your way back towards the agreed-upon meeting spot in the center of town, the marketplace, um, where the Mistcallers were nowhere to be found. Um, there was, however, a deformed creature with hooks for hands and a second head just coming out of its shoulder. It attacked uh, a villager on the ground and... Um, did a number on Load and Rife here, um, but not before one of the Lonely, a creature that um, the Chainbreakers had met previously, um, hooked Jean and Tobar and started to drag them away. Uh, they were quickly stopped, and Load and Rife here headed over to protect the uh, smaller parts, smaller members of the party, 
uh, only to be carried away themselves. Uh, we pick up right where we left off, where uh, Rifeir, now unconscious, and Lode, grasping for uh, at the edges of consciousness, are being dragged away into a dark alleyway um, through the, the marketplace at night. And the, uh, the other three of you are uh, kind of standing in, in wait, just watching the, um, the lonely kind of take, um, take the two fighters away. Um, we're going to start off with the same turn order that we had previously. Um, load, at the start of your turn, uh, make a wisdom save for me. Okay, Todd, um, real quick, do you remember if I was officially down? I, I no. think, I don't think you were, but I think after this, for, even if you pass the wisdom save, you're likely to be down anyway, so, um, okay. yeah, I, I would say for, for all intents and purposes, you are, are currently down. Um, I'm not down yet. Yeah, you're down. You're down. You're down. I am going to use... Use it. Because um, this would do enough damage to put me down, obviously, because yep. I'm at zero. <laughs> well, I'm at one. Any damage will do it. I'm going to use Relentless Endurance. Okay. Which lets me stay at one and not go down. Once per long. Okay. Good job, man. Uh, I'm not even going to bother to roll the, the damage because it, it just pops you to, to one. Um, yeah. So, you are currently grappled by this creature as it kind of takes you off. Um, you can make a... Um, Strength check um, to see if you break the grapple. Okay. With advantage, right? Because of rage? Yeah, it should still be raging, right? Hell yeah. Well, you went unconscious. No, you didn't go unconscious. No, you did not go unconscious. Mm -hmm. Yep. That will do it. You have broken broken (laughs) out. So I will bring you you all to where we are now. Uh, I am moving up uh, load, or I'm moving up Tobar, Voir, and Jean um, to make it easier to see. Gracias. Uh, Hooray. Cool. All right. Was he like dragging him into? Is that like a town square that we're looking at, kind of, or what is that? Yeah, it's it's kind of at the edge of a market into kind of a bend in the road, and the uh, the large black shape is a, a building that you can't see into. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's a farmer's market. We need to go shopping. Classic. I gotta get them fresh tomatoes. Get them Roma tomatoes. Vine right. Classic Tuesdays. All right, so that will bring us to Tobar. Yep. Does Load get anything else as a turn? Uh, using his action to to break the grapple. Um, oh, okay, okay. My would he have a, Would he have a move? Um, he he could move. Yeah. Would that invoke an attack opportunity though? Yes. Um. <laughs> well, shit. Sorry, can I put you on the spot there? <laughs> um. Don't. Don't. You got this. I wouldn't. I would just stay right there. <laughs> yeah, but would load. Yeah, he wants to hit things. He's you can also use his move to go... Oh, wait, never mind. I take that back. You could use your move to flank. But the other guy's grappled, right? For now. Yeah, r- right here is grappled and, would n- and unconscious and would not give flanking. For right now. Because <laughs> this flanking wouldn't be for you, it'd be for right here. But I don't know if Lodo would know that. Go there. All right. 
Um, cool. So, Tobar. Uh, does he have Hunter's Mark on him, or no? If he doesn't, have uh, put Hunter's Mark on him. Okay, we'll put Hunter's Mark on him. And then... I do my usual. Alright, double attack, do it up. Fucking record. I thought you got four attacks. No. I was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that second attack does hit the 17. Um, oh, perfect. Oh, and I need to do... Uh, wait one second, I can get you Hunter's Mark. There we go. Nicely done. Thank you. Cool. Uh, that was the first damage that this creature has taken. Um, anything else you'd like to do on this? Uh, yes. This bit? Um, so looking around, Tyler, what Tyler, like we did, a, we did a ton of damage to him when it was unconscious on that one round. Uh, no, you didn't because it wasn't unconscious. It was incapacitated, and any damage done to it would have de-incapacitated it. But it still would have taken the damage, right? We did that one that one round that de-incapacitated him when we all surrounded right. him. Right. I didn't add that damage in. Let me add that in. Yeah. I have it here. Um, if you're not looking at your phone, Josh just texted that his internet's down, so yep. I don't know how you want to tackle that. <laughs> uh, we will roll a death save for him. <laughs> Let me jump back to here, add in. All right, I have got the creature up to date. He doesn't want to be online if he dies. <laughs> okay. Um, so over here, um, is there anything that I'm looking around to see, like, cover or anything? Uh, there are, there, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of open, empty tents, so, um... I am gonna try and head anywhere that I'm seeing that I could probably hide somewhere. Okay, I just moved you. Um, go ahead and make a stealth check. Wow, that was, okay. like a three. <laughs> Eleven, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, you, you feel like you might be stealthy. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna roll a d20 for Rifear. That is a four. Oof, do you think he would use a luck point? <laughs> I mean, it's a death save. I feel like he would use a luck point. Yep. Can... Thank god. That is a nat one. <laughs> can you use luck points for that? You can, yeah. Huh. I am pretty sure. I said that. <laughs> that got so much worse than I thought it would. It's all good. Alright, um... Boar, that brings you up. Alright. Um Fire. I will I will. <laughs> Everyone make a decision. Man, fireball. <laughs> um, oh, Steven, I love it. No, I'm going to I'll cast uh Phantasmal Force uh intelligence saving throw for the uh sword dude. Okay. That is an eight. Uh fifteen. So it creates in his mind. Uh, let me cast it. I'll cast this on there. Oh, nope, that's not what I meant to do. God damn it! How do you get this on there? Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, basically, it creates a uh, something in its head that it sees a, a, like another creature or an obstacle or, or something, um, and it believes it's real, so that thing can do damage to it. Um, and it can be either, like, lob under its feet, or you can make it into a, a person. Okay. Um, so I'm, I am going to make it into a... into a... a, a identical to Lode. It's going to be a creature that looks exactly like Lode, um, but a phantasm in its mind. Uh, 
and he's going to be, he'll stand, he'll be standing right, that's where it'll load will be. Well, uh, can you ping that one more time? Just Yeah, this pseudo load. Okay. Cool. Um, and anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, yeah, it'll, the phantasm will also attack um, the guy. Okay. And it takes um, 1d6 damage. Uh, do you want to use the 5 that you had up above? Yeah. That rolled a couple times? Okay. Yeah, seems like that's fate. I like it. I like it. Um, and then Var will move behind everybody if he can. Yeah, I'll say you're behind. Cool. Um, that brings us to Jean. Jean, you're up. Okay. Um, is he running to any place in particular that we can see, or does it just look like he's running? Uh, it just looks like he's running. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to hide over here um, off to the side as well. Uh, I'm going to use my last third level spell slot and cast... Has everybody gone on our team? Am I the last to go? Yes. Okay, uh, then let it know you're at the top of the order. I'm going to cast Haste on you. And then I'm going to use my bonus action healing word on Rifear. Okay. And I am completely tapped on spell slots now. Rifear kind of comes back to consciousness, uh, just barely. Um, which brings us to the Lonely's turn. Uh, I need to pull up Rifear's character sheet. One second. Um, load, roll a wisdom saving throw. All right. Nicely done. Um. Oh, I, right here, rolled twice. I will take the first one for, for Rifear, because that takes care of that Psychic Leech. Uh, I'm going to roll again so it's under Rifear's name and not mine, because I feel like that's only fair. Um, Rifear rolls two Wisdom saving throws, one for Psychic Leech and one for Sorrowful Embrace. Um, I'll give the descriptions of those here in a second. And he passes both of them, which is really good. Um, the Psychic Leech is any creature within five feet at the beginning of uh, the Leech's turn. Uh, takes ten d or ten or 3d6 psychic damage uh, if they do not pass a dc15 wisdom saving throw. Uh, the sorrowful, sorrowful Embrace is each creature grappled by the Lonely also has to make a dc15 sa uh, wisdom saving throw or take 4d8 psychic damage uh, or half as much on a successful one. Uh, so right here passed with a 17, uh, so 4d8. He takes 15 and goes back down. Uh, Rifear is unconscious again, but that did reset his death saves. He no longer has that one failed death save against him. Uh, the Lonely, not happy to be around so many people, is going to attempt to flee. And... Attack of opportunity uh, for load? Actually, yeah, he's he would take an attack of opportunity for load. Attack last time, no longer raging. Correct. And I don't get and 
You didn't take damage, so your rage has ended. Right. Um, didn't he take damage then? He t- he saved his wisdom save, so he didn't take any damage. Yeah, but he had to do that one thing where he came back to one hit point. That's uh, an interesting... He, did. he did use Relentless Endurance, but his hit points went from one to one. Is that taking damage? Well, it's whenever your hit points would have hit zero. So he took damage, but then came back up as a one. Mm, yeah. Always hardy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you, you are still technically raging. And I only get one attack of opportunity, right? Yep. 16 hit? Uh, 16 just hits, yep. Sweet. Nice done. Nice. There. How's he looking right now? Is he healthy? Is he... He's still decently healthy. It is a peach. Huh. Don't love that. Uh, so he will get to that spot there, and as he does, let me pull up this thing here. Oops. Yeah, I'm tapped on Bardic Inspirations and Spells. <laughs> Um, coming out of the shadows around the edge here, you see a woman in leather armor uh, sneak out of the shadows and attack. A 27 definitely hits. So that's 7 damage plus... plus 20. So 27 damage coming out of the shadows and... uh, the creature now looks bloodied, and Athril has joined the fray. Can wreck him. Uh, load. You're up. All right. Wreck him, Ralph. We're right here. Okay. Advantage. And I am still raging with haste, so I've got three attacks. Oh, jeez. Um. Time has come, my son. <laughs> I'm not going to attack recklessly because I only have one HP. <laughs> but I guess oh, I, I already have advantage, so why don't I attack recklessly? 27 hit? 27 hits. So that's 19 plus. What is it again, Divine Fairy? Uh, 1d6 plus 3? Plus 3, yeah. Damn. So, 23 damage for the first attack. <laughs> One attack, dude. <laughs> and then second attack, same as the first verse. That hits. So, only 8 damage that time. Okay. And it's a 21 hit. 21 also hits. Okay, so... You knew it did. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> habit. <laughs> Cool. Uh, anything else you want to take on? Oh man. <laughs> I just saw that immediately after using your endless endurance, you can use your reaction to make a one-weapon attack, and I just forgot about that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That would have been nice to have. Nope, that's it. Alright. Uh, Tobar, what you got? Just 46 damage. No big deal, guys. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I was looking at something else. Uh, let's go ahead and... 
I'm going to shoot again, but let me know if I was sneaky enough to do the one thing that I'm thinking of. Uh, sneak attack. What's that? Yeah. Sneaky attack. You do get sneak attack. Nice. Uh, sneak attack. It's uh, in on on those damage rolls. Oh, what? Oh, nice. Even better. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, and both of those hit. How do you want to do this? Hell yeah. The first, one, the first one, I want to shoot him through the arm so it untethers Rifear. Okay. Followed by the second one, I want to go through the back of his head straight up and like protrude through his mouth. All right. Uh, as you, you fire the first arrow, it goes through and severs kind of the, the torn muscle and, and ligaments that had, had put together this, this creature's, what used to be an arm, uh, right before it turns into this, this harpoon. Um, and the arm kind of falls off and it spins as it, it takes the arrow. And that's when the second arrow pierces straight through the back of the skull, coming out the, the front. And there's a, a shocked look uh, on, on this creature's face as it falls over on its side, um, almost on top of Rifear as it collapses. Um, and then for my bonus action, I want to use... Oh, wait, no, I can't do that. Yeah, I can uh, cast bonus action. I'm going to use Healing Spirit, and I'm going to cast it right <laughs> above uh, Rifear. As a little cool. fox pops up and just starts licking him. All right, right here wakes up to a a healing fox, um, giving some nice little kiss. And then I think I have three, so it's gonna do three uh three heals for him, and then it disappears. Okay, so all that to right here. And uh, the the fox kind of scampers off down the the road, and before it, it reaches the darkness of the rest of the market, it into nothing. All right. Turn. <laughs> cool. You guys are now out of combat. Cool. Loads and to the floor. And as as uh, the the creature falls to the ground, you hear some shuffling in the snow, uh, kind of to the the north of you. And um, you look up and see a very gravely wounded Zorander Rex um, using his sword as a, a crutch. Pulling himself uh, down the, the road towards you. <clears throat> Look, looks looks like you uh, had better luck than we did. Uh, I, I say barely as I hand uh, a potion uh, of healing to uh, Load and to um, Rife here. How much does okay. healing do? Oh, wow. I didn't roll away. I wanted. Sorry. Let's try that you again. Just, load yeah. gets 16, Rife here gets 15. Damn. Sweet. Good rolls. <laughs> Good rolls right there. I have one left, but I'm not going to say anything to Zerander. Um He, uh, he, you could see that um, he's got large gashes uh, across his his bronze chest plate, um, and and blood seems to be kind of starting to spill out of it, um, staining the front and and uh, leaving a trail in the snow behind him as he he kind of stumbles closer to to you all. Um. Who's next to me? My... Oh, it's okay. Never mind. Keep going. I thought it was John next to me. I was going to say something, but John's not next to me. I guess, I guess I'm going to use like a medicine check on him. Like I'll say, do you want me to... I guess I'll ask. I'll say, do you want me to look at those wounds for you? I, I know we haven't seen eye to eye, but I could really use a, a hand. Really? You're going to make a short joke right now? Uh, I just planned. Uh, I go over and uh, <laughs> uh, I do a medicine check. I don't know how much help I'm going to be. Medicine's... Oh, no. Pretty good, apparently. Uh, he, you're able to kind of tie 
some spare cloth that you have around some of his wounds. It, he doesn't look better, but you get the sense that he's not going to bleed out. He's stable, basically. What a shame. Yeah, I also have, like, spare the, the dying. I mean, I don't know if he's technically in that realm of unconscious, but I don't know. If that needed to be done, I could have done that, too. He, uh, he kind of, he nods very sagely and uh, peels off his, his heavy breastplate and tosses it to the side, kind of tosses his sword down. Um, and for the first time in what feels like hours, despite it being maybe roughly about a half hour, the town is quiet. The... The screams have stopped. Silence has taken over. The chaos has subsided. It seems like for now the attack is over. And Xerander kind of takes a, a knee, falls to his other one, his head hung low. And from your interactions with him, you don't get the sense that he is at all a religious man. But he appears to, to pray for a moment and kind of uses whatever strength he has left within him to kind of stand back up. Take one deep breath and kind of look over all of you. Arnar and Caprea didn't make it. The Mist Callers are no more. I know there's been a lot of death in, in Dry Gulch tonight. I'm willing to help where I can, if I can. The help the villagers bury loved ones, repair damage to buildings, but Ornar and Caprea come first for me. I'm going to send them off and do right by them. I intend to help the people here, and after that, I don't even know anymore. This town, none of this has anything for me anymore. And you feel it's it's cold outside, but his words even still give you a shiver down your spine, as there's a cold distance to them that you didn't sense before. You, you can tell that this has broken him, and he is empty and emotionless. He kind of stands... Vlar would like to walk up to him. Yeah, I, I, I want to question him about the kid in the box as well, so I'll go with Vlar. Okay. He kind of just closes his eyes for a long second. I was charged to I was charged to dispatch this kid. If you can call him a kid really their kind ages differently than ours. They've been known to their kind has been known to make dealings with entities from another plane. Entities that wish ill upon this plane, entities that that wish to enslave all of us. What I did was wasn't out of cruelty, although it's easy to see how that might be. Did he do that? Or is his kind prone to doing that, as you said? I was told he did that. And you had evidence? Trust in the people that contracted me to transport him. Trust enough to try to kill him. Trust enough to know that uh, I was told that if he tried to escape, that he would be a more dangerous escape than alive. More dangerous to who? 
He looks around. Do you not see what happened here? This is what we were trying to prevent. Well, apparently your murder of that boy didn't stop it. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. Look, I... I was tasked to bring him to Komenil. I... That's all I, I know. I know that he is part of... part of a group that worked towards what we saw here tonight. And you, you can see that he's getting slightly emotional and slightly choked up as he's talking about the events that, that happened here. Uh, it's, it's clear that tonight really, really took a toll on him. I... The... The journey to Komenal was to... We were supposed to take him and find, find others like him. Use him to weed others out. It wasn't going to be... It wasn't ever going to be a thing where if we ended him, we ended all, all of these attacks. But we needed to start somewhere. And with him escaped, it could have alerted the rest of his, his group, his clan, whatever. Not important. Do you have a shred of evidence of why we should believe you? Um, he pulls out out of his uh, a pouch on his belt a small gold medallion with a um, a skull on it uh, that you recognize as the same medallion that Amalvis Vidal had and that Remcast had and that several other um, individuals that you have come across had. It is the, the sigil of the group known as the Shrouded Alignment. This was around his neck when I found him. And he throws it into the snow. I pick it up. That's not e evidence. You could have what more would you want? Evidence? A signed affidavit? I, I... No, just any. Any reason whatsoever. To trust you. Because you could have found that medallion anywhere. You could have made up this story. All I know, because all I saw, was you had a boy in a box. And you killed him. A defenseless least, boy in a box. Or at least you tried to. That's what I know. Everything else could be fanciful. Yeah. I, I suppose I that is how it comes around. Yeah, go ahead. Well, sorry, weird thing happened there. Let me try that one more time. Roll a 14. All right, um, Jean, can I talk to you in the secret channel? Yep. What he doesn't know is if you're streaming Twitch, you can hear all of this. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> 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 so yes, Tyler. Let's hear what you gotta say. <laughs> that is so funny. I want to look, yeah. but I also don't want to look because I don't want to know. Yeah, I'll leave it alone. But that is really funny. Do we know if Josh is, is Josh coming back, or is he going to be able to come back? It says his internet's down, so I don't think he's coming back. He done for the evening. 
I suggested he join Discord on his phone, but he hasn't got to do that. He just said he'd have to install Discord. Like, well, I know, but... <laughs> I'm aware, asshole. <laughs> no, I didn't just mean the default Discord app that's already pre-installed on your phone. So I'll tell Voir um, that I don't believe he's lying. Like I'll, I'll I'll kind of point to him and say, clearly he's just a broken man who's lost everything at this point. I'm not saying that he's telling the truth, but I don't think he's lying. If that makes sense. What do you think we should do with him? Ideally, we turn him over to the Valor Guard, who don't exist here. Mm. We could take justice into our own hands and end him. If you do, just do it already. He's not. He's not involved in this conversation. We just turned around. <laughs> you're, not, you're not part of this. <laughs> Shut up. Two feet away. <laughs> yeah, you're. You're like. So do you think we should kill him? <laughs> if I want to get you peek, I'll shove my hand up your ass and move your mouth like a puppet. <laughs> um, any suggestions, War? No, I think you're right. I think I think he won't receive justice here. I think it seems that he's very popular. And I don't think we have the ability to take him to the Valor Guard because we have to take care of Lode. And if you trust him, if you believe him, and I'm not saying I don't, but if you do, we can't kill him. Yeah. So if that's the case... Um, wishing him on his merry way. Is it wrong to say that, hey, look, we're, things for us are getting real, uh, and, and, you know, we need help. Anything that he could offer as far as weapons or armor or anything, is it wrong to ask him to relinquish it, make him weaker, make us stronger while we continue on the quest and he stays behind and does whatever he's going to do here? Are you asking for that or are you asking mm-hmm. for that? No, I'm asking for that. Like, I'm not trying to rob the man blind, but at the same time, if he has anything that could help. If he, I mean, there's two options, right? Either he's lying about the kid, in which case he deserves to die here in the snow, or he didn't, in which case it's not uh, for me to kill him, it's not for me to rob him. It's... No, no, I'm not saying, to be clear, I'm not saying rob him, I'm saying ask him if he has anything. Is it wrong to do that? To say, hey, do you have anything that you'd be able to give the party to make us stronger as we continue the mission forward and you stay behind? I got, I got no issue with that. Oh, no. Okay, cool. Great. Okay. All right. So I guess I'll hit uh, Zoran with that. I was like halfway there on robbing him. So. <laughs> it wasn't halfway. It was like four like, yeah, <laughs> 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 already, <laughs> already in his pocket. It's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> so for, for what it's worth, uh, he's already stripped off his armor and threw down his sword. He's basically defenseless already. Um, so there really isn't much to to take from him that he has on him. He he does see that you, you kind of pick up the, the armor and the, the sword, like use your feet to push the sword away and, and make sure that he's disarmed. If if that's what you're looking for, if it's safe, Oranar and Capreya had some things. But I would like to do right by them and 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 bury them. And then I 
we'll find where the wind takes me. Right, but I mean, when I tried to show you my leer, um, saying, hey, cool, look at this awesome leer that I found, you said that you, you, you know, oh, I, I see magic items all the time. So I'm wondering if you have uh, anything. I come across them all the time. I don't. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, Do you have any gold? Oh, shit, you're going for it, dude. <laughs> Gems? <laughs> Hang him up. He, he pulls a, a pouch off of his, his belt and tosses it. Like, harder than than just a, a regular underhand toss. And it hits you kind of square in the chest, but you're able to catch it easily. Um, and it has about uh, 150 gold in it. 153 gold, if you want to <laughs> For being technical. be accurate. I tell him that I'll help him bury his friends. I, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, about to. Um, an axe for the crown. One more time. What is a shovel but an axe for a ground for the ground? <laughs> Definitely one way of looking at it. Load did um, one plot, and Jean just does a stone shape for the other plot, and just goes into the ground. <laughs> Takes like a second. <laughs> um, you pick up anybody. You pick up the um, the sword. Yeah, any, anything that might have any worth. Um, I even think we take the armor at this point. Okay. So we'll take cool. the armor, the sword, and anything that was on his friends, and then help bury their bodies. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you, you follow him back to the, the tavern, you see laying in the snow of the, the half-Goliath Oranar, and uh, the elf woman who you actually haven't really seen a, a whole lot of. Um, after she was feared in the initial encounter with the Mistcaller, she headed to the tavern, and by time she started to head back out. Monsters uh, appeared around her and and basically swarmed her. Um, so you you see lying in the snow in essentially two bloody messes uh, the the bodies of Oranar and Caprea, and um, you find a couple scrolls on them uh, on Caprea, and you find a uh, longsword on um, Oranar. Were either one of these uh, using bows by any chance? They were not. Okay. What kind of long swords do they have? Is there um, you can find somebody to identify them. Oh, okay. Um, is that a war thing? <laughs> I mean, not right now. I don't have any magic, really. I mean, I don't either. Um, okay, well, we could just stash them for right now. We have two special long swords and a set of armor and a couple scrolls. Cool. Um... And as you, you bury them, Zorander kind of looked in, in an unusual, humble silence, uh, nods and kind of starts to, to head away from, from you all uh, without saying a word. Just kind of walks off into the, the distance. And as he, he kind of disappears out of sight around uh, some of the, the corners of the building, uh, buildings, Athrol, um, comes and and John can I can I talk to you sure uh she pulls you aside um uh, just out of earshot out of the the rest of the party I think we have our answer as to what happened to that research party in Ment if Diabolus had already made his way through that town there might not be much more of it left that's a huge problem 
that research. If Diablos has it in his possession, I think it's time I told you what that was. Yep. Uh, why just me? Should we tell the entire group this? This might be good group information for everybody. Do you trust them? With my life, and I call them over. Okay. Um, Athrol kind of waits for, for everybody to come over. What's up? We talking about awesome top secret secretive things? Athrol um, pulls the, the rest of you over um, after Zerander kind of walks off. I was just telling John, I I think this is what happened to the research party in Ment. Diabolus is, as you might have guessed, very dangerous. Uh, but that's just... His power now is is the same as his power before, and we we could easily take him now. We we have the the knowledge and the ability to do so, but he's after something else this time. He, if he went after the research party and meant, which based off of tonight, I have no reason to believe he didn't. He's after two ancient tablets that we know of. One of them was at this research post and meant being studied. These tablets, they're written in something called the language primeval. None of us have ever seen anything like it before. It's, it's not something that can be translated through magical means. Our, our typical spells used to, to comprehend languages and writings have done nothing to, to decipher what this, these tablets say outside of bits and pieces of it. And from what we can piece together, this first tablet that we were studying refers to some kind of ritual or process of some kind that it likely has something to do with a, an ascension ritual for godhood. I, I, we have reason to believe Diabolus may be trying to become a god. If he finds the second tablet, if he manages to, to understand the language primeval, if he has some other source, we might not be able to stop him. And if this, if that tablet falls into his hands, we don't have much time. Can I see this tablet? It, it was at the research outpost in, in Ment. I, I don't have it. You thought she had it on her? Uh, that's, that's honestly what I thought. I was trying to look up a spell just to make sure, but yeah. So I was catching it, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. Hey, that <laughs> world-ending artifact. Back pocket? I was like, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> if There's an idea. he didn't already have it, maybe. But I, we, we lost contact with Ment uh, roughly a week ago now, and if Ment fell just like Dry Gulch has, Diabolus likely already has that tablet, which means the second tablet, the one referred to in the first tablet, is still out there. We need to find it. And we need so to... If they attacked Mint for the tablet, why did they attack Dry Gulch? Like, what's here that they need? Or is it a path of destruction? I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. We've heard reports of other attacks farther east, even as far as Silverden, but I, I I can't say. 
Mm. We we might not have much time to stop Diabolus. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. Good, awesome. Guys, Lud's gonna die because we're gonna get caught up doing something else. <laughs>